Double Nation, what up, what up, what up, everyone? Welcome to episode 225. Yes, you heard Combo right. It's episode 225 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Today's show is a recording from the MVP podcast hosted by Max Van Auken. Go subscribe to his show if you haven't already. I'm going to keep this one short and let Max get into his intro so we can get on with the show. A great conversation with Max. Can't wait for you all to hear it. You could find Max on Instagram at Max underscore Van underscore Auken. That's M-A-X underscore V-A-N underscore A-U-K-E-N. You know you could find me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Let's get into it. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to the Max Van Auken podcast. I am Max Van Auken. That's V-A-N space A-U-K-E-N. The reason why I'm spelling my name is because this is also on YouTube. Not this particular episode, but past interviews. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. The name of my podcast, the Max Van Auken podcast, the MVP. You have to be able to spell my last name. So that's V-A-N space A-U-K-E-N. I know it's a little different. Uh, But thank you guys for tuning in to this installment of the MVP podcast. I am joined by a colleague, a friend, a phenomenal podcaster, host of Combos Court, Andrew Combo Salop. We talk about the most topical NBA stuff right now with James Harden trade rumors. Uh, Where should he land? Where does he fit? Um, We talk about the Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Golden State Warriors, Um, as well as Giannis's max extension. What does it mean for Luka Donich? And then lastly, we do a draft as if we're playing pickup basketball. You pick, I pick, old-fashioned, old-school style of our top players under the age of 25 years old. And lastly, we talk a little bit of boxing towards the end with the Logan Paul, Jake Paul, Floyd, uh, Mike Tyson, little Roy Jones Jr., some UFC talk. Uh, Phenomenal episode. And I'm not a guy who's consumed by numbers, but I just would like to say thank you guys because the numbers have been phenomenal, record-breaking month. Um, so without you guys, there is no me. And I always like to make sure I talk about what you guys enjoy. So please download, rate, and subscribe. This is on any podcast platform, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, you name it, I am on it. So without further ado, sit back, relax. Andrew Combo Salop. On the Max Van Auken podcast, I am joined by my friend, colleague, host of Combos Court, um, on the uh, the clear audio, Andrew Combo Salop. How are you doing? We're out here, crystal clear out here, crystal clear, <laughs> Max. You know, you're in Florida, but I'm in New York, but we have crystal clear audio. You see the technology? It's amazing. It is quite amazing. Um, we have warmer weather. You have better technology. So depending, that on is the- true. That is true. It is pretty cold. We just had a little snowstorm. Uh, I don't think it was quite a blizzard, but but it was a snowstorm, and you know there's still snow on the ground here. It's pretty cold out here, Max. Right? Yeah, actually, I did hear that the, it was really bad weather. Is everything okay on your end? Yeah, everything's okay. You know, as long as the Wi-Fi is good, right? <laughs> no, that that that's the most important, bro. Um, but anyway, combo. I am uh, very excited to have you on. I'm about to go on a Christmas tour here shortly. I leave in a couple of days, and then I'm gone for like a week. So I'm like, man. Let me ask you a question, Max. Is yep. it a world tour or your girls' tour? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, that's one of the greatest lines you've ever texted me. I was really impressed. When you did text me, that I was like, okay, combo. I was like, okay, that was a good one. That was a one-two, that was a one-two combo right there. Are you going to answer the question or no? That's what, that's what, that's what I want to It's a world know. tour. It's a world tour. It's a world tour. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Go. Going there all the way to Charlotte, going to Augusta, going to Greensboro, then going to Atlanta. It's going to be quite, the, it's going to be a lot of fun. So is there a reasoning for this trip or it's just kind of random? Um, oh, there's always a reason. Always a method behind my madness. I'm a very calculated person combo. So, um, my, you're the excellence of execution. You're like Bret Hart. No, I appreciate that. I try to be. I'm like yeah. LeBron. I have a set schedule of everything I do and how I do it and when I'm leaving and why I'm leaving. So my brother from another mother, Rob, we go to his family's house in Charlotte. His sister's based in Augusta um, and because she serves, obviously, in the military. And then I go see my mother in Greensboro and then Atlanta. It's some more family. And then there's going to be some good runs, some good basketball games going on there, too. And then hopefully go skating at Cascade. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it is. It is. But that being said, I really wanted to get – I'm like, man, if I can only have a couple more guests before I go on the road, Combo is one of them. So Appreciate that, man. Thanks for having me on, Max. It's always good talking basketball with Max Van Auken. Yes, sir. So there's so much NBA going on. Uh, Giannis just signed a Max contract. The James Harden trade rumors. You have Kyrie Irving arguing with the media. And before we get into all of that, I wanted to run my loyalty theory by you, which I'm sure you probably see because you follow me on Twitter. So – I um, quick shout out to the handle Max Van Auken. On I Twitter. definitely do follow you on Twitter. You're you a great go. follow on Twitter. Go Thank follow you. Max Van Auken on Twitter. I appreciate. It. Likewise, um, yeah. so I said that the NBA is a co- not even just the NBA, the world, but we'll just stick to the NBA is a copycat league. And so when one person does something, the next will do it. We see the success of Steph. Now you see guys like Trey and now Tyrell Terry. You see the success of um, player mobility. You start to see more player mobility. Um, you see Luka Donich, that point forward from overseas. That's why Denny Adia had the, the stock that he had. So my point being is with the younger generation being more loyal, I, I thought about it. I think Luka stays in Dallas. I think Jaw stays in Memphis. I think Trey stays in Atlanta. Um, I'm like, I think Giannis is going to stay in Milwaukee. And so I'm like, if you have the best young players staying where they're going to be for a while, could loyalty be the new trend? And so first, am I crazy for that theory? Or am I compl- like, or, or do you agree? I agree that all those players will stay where they're at. I, I mean, I'm pretty confident about that, but you obviously never know how things could change. But those do seem like guys that will probably stay where they're at. So, yeah, man, I like the theory. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. So uh, you're on my good list for right now. Um, but now okay. the second question is Giannis Antetokounmpo. So five years, $228 million, record-breaking deal. Um, so obviously you're happy the man got paid, generational wealth. That's always a plus. But – Here's my thing, and I'm not trying to be the bearer of bad news or the Debbie Downer here, but if you're trying to be an all-time great combo, very few have this opportunity. So if you're trying to go down as an all-time great, we all know we nitpick the value of championships. Will he ever have the success that he's striving to go for um, within this five-year span? Like, Do you think that was smart to commit for as long as he committed to? I thought maybe it'd be two years opt out a year opt out but five years is showing your loyalty to this to this franchise which i thought he would do i was surprised on how long is this smart for him and what he's trying to accomplish in his career well it depends on what he wants out of it because i mean you're going to get the most money there right so i think that's a plus and if he wants to be the best player in championship team this is probably his best option to try and get players to um you know come to where he's at and do it his way so i like it i've been critical of 
Giannis in the past, but this contract is well deserved, and I, I think it's the right move. Okay, and now you know what it is though. One thing though, Max, I don't think it's as honestly. I don't think it's as great for the NBA as people think because it's just not as fun when people stay where they're at, right? Oh, okay, that was actually my next topic. Is do you so you don't think it is as good for the NBA now? Even though now let me play devil's advocate, and people would say for someone. Uh, staying in the mill in the smaller market is good because we all know everyone wants to go to the bright lights of LA, the the, the New York, the Garden, uh, the Miami, the South Beach, the Aqua Water, and so a lot of the times the people feel it's just not balanced because you don't have people staying in the smaller market. So you think that it's best that people don't stay in the smaller market? No, it's probably good for the parity of the league, but it depends on if you think parity or dynasties is better for like ratings and interest in the NBA. I think the way that younger people consume content now is they don't actually watch the games and they're more involved with the stories. I mean, this is not even really a story anymore, right? I mean, he signed the Supermax and then it's over. If he would have went somewhere, if he would have went somewhere else, people would have been talking about it a lot more. Look, we're still talking about Harden more than we are Giannis signing the Supermax. I think it's, I don't want to call it boring, but it's not as exciting if he would have like left to Dallas or something. I agree. No, I agree. I'm all for player mobility combo so yeah, whenever yeah, i see but you know it the contract is well deserved as critical i've been on giannis in the past uh he deserves it and good for him man you know i think it's cool i think it's a cool decision now for i do think that milwaukee is an aggressive front office obviously getting drew holiday getting the pieces that they have keeping middleton um but my question they were too you, they were too aggressive with bogey right yeah yeah they were backfire yeah yeah they were very aggressive with him now but here's my thing you can be as all aggressive as you want but at the end of the day are you a free agent destination? You can make trades, but at the end of the day, there's going to be players that you want are free agents. Do you foresee people taking that risk and going to a place or a city they may not would have always wanted to go to in Milwaukee? No, because I think we just answered it earlier with your uh, loyalty theory. We think all these guys are going to stay, and they're the future of the NBA. So I don't see any of those guys really going to team up with Giannis. Right. Uh, you know? Well then, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say this combo, and well, let's mark it down here. I don't know what's today's date, the 18th. Um, the biggest winner of this is Luka, Luka Doncic, because I think after LeBron James goes, whenever that is, who knows at this point? Um, I believe Luka is or will be the face of the NBA. He's not the he's not the face right now. LeBron is. I think Luka Doncic won by Giannis signing this five year deal because Luka. For one, Dallas, no state tax, bigger market, great owner, Mark Cuban, uh, great coach, good front office, poor Zingas. I think him and Giannis were the people that were battling for that face, battling for the next best player eventually. And I think this officially gives Luka the advantage. Why so? Uh, because Giannis staying five years for everything we just said, I think it's going to be very hard for him to get free agents. I think it's going to get really hard for him to win a championship, frankly. And I think Luka... Um, the Lakers are the best right now, but in two years, maybe even a year, they won't be. And I think the Mavs are in the best position to take that throne in the West. The Warriors are aging, obviously injuries. The Clippers are the Clippers, but we saw Luka already gave them plenty of issues. You could argue it should have went to seven games already, and he's only going to get better. The Mavs are only going to get better. They're a young team. I think they're the team of the West, and I do think they're a better free agent destination. And so if when you look at who wants to be the face of the league or the next best player— your location and your situation matters, and I think Luca's in a much better situation than Giannis. Yeah. You know, Dallas's success, a lot of it, and I do think Luca is the future of the NBA, and I agree with you that he will be the face of the NBA eventually, but so much of their success really depends on Porzingis' 
health. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, that is a great point. I hope he stays healthy. And, you know, it's yeah. something we Like, it's going to be hard for them to win a championship if KP doesn't stay healthy. Yeah. No, no, I agree I mean, that he has to yeah. stay healthy. He's like, he's like an MVP level player when he's healthy. He, uh, Luca's their top guy, but man, Porzingis is, he's truly a unicorn, as we know. Yeah. He, he's nasty. He's unguardable. 7-3, can handle a little bit, pass, shoot. Um, I want to transition into this, Combos. I am not one for drama. I do not do drama. I don't do drama in my personal life. I try not to even get into drama in sports. I'm not. You don't get in drama when you go skating. I don't do uh, drama, Combo. With the roller skates? No, No. I'm a. I thought you guys have like little like clicks, and you guys like battle. No. No, no, no. And if we battle, we. Oh, that's only in the that's only in the movies. Yeah, yeah. No, and when we battle, though, first of all, I'm not good enough to battle. Um, I will only talk trash in something I'm good at, and skating. I'm not. Not that I'm not good. I'm not great, and so. Yeah. I'm not it's gonna... interesting. It's never a hobby I even thought of taking up. Combo, so, get into it. You should get into it. Yeah. I promise you. It's uh, fun. It's a lot of fun. I, I doubt I will, but I'll I'll think about your words, okay? All right. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, so anyway, I don't like to get into drama, Combo. And so I, got you. I don't. I, got you. I wait until things are set, what happens, the trade that happens. But at some point, okay, let me give my opinion on this. So James Harden, the trade scenarios, he's partying, he's taking flights, the – the team schedule, the team flights, film sessions are all based around James Harden's schedule. He's a diva. He's this. He's that. I'm not going to speak on something I don't fully know. But what I will say is I heard people make these comparisons of, well, he showed up and delivered, and that's all that matters. I mean, look at Dennis Rodman. He was a partier. He showed up and delivered. And I'm going to strongly disagree, Combo. Um James Harden is the franchise player. He is the leader. And it's not just about what you do on the court. It's about what you stand for and what you resemble off the court because it trickles down. As the leader, your franchise is what you are. And so if you're buttoned up and disciplined and focused and you show up to practice on time, the next guy in line has to do that. And that's why Michael Jordan was such a great leader. Even though he was hard on people, people knew, oh, this guy's going to outwork the whole room. We have to work. So if James Harden is this um, guy who's going out and partying a lot, but his excuses he delivers, I strongly disagree with that. What are your thoughts on James Harden's leadership first before we get into the trade rumors? Well, I think you could go out and do whatever you want off the court as long as you show up to everything on the court. Yeah, he does have to be a leader and he does have to lead by example. And uh, as long as it doesn't interfere in what he's doing on the court. So, I mean, I think him like taking private flights to to go party in between games is a little excessive. I, I don't really care what somebody does off the court, you know. I guess if I was, I guess if I was, you know – a governor of an NBA franchise, I would definitely cons- take it into consideration, especially with rookies coming in. But, uh, you know, people are going to do what they do off the court. I don't, I don't, I don't really think that should have to do with what you do on the court as long as you come produce and you show up on time and you can still be a great leader, even if you, you know, enjoy nightlife. Right. Now, I, I, let me say this. I'm not one to say, oh, this is what you need to do, but can you admit that what his actions show? could affect the locker room and people underneath him as far as like, yeah, him, on him, the roster. Yeah, and specifically, because I think a lot of times, you know, when you are the top player, you get perks that other players don't get, but I think you can't be too loud about it and you have to pick which things you want, right? right. You can't just, I, I don't think it's the, in the best interest of the team for him to use every single advantage he gets as the star player, you know? Right. You could, you, so I think LeBron does a great job of that, you know? He, he could probably do a lot more. But he takes it easy a little bit with that. Right. 
Uh, okay, so now talk about the possible trade rumors. I, Philly keeps getting brought up, and personally, I think I've always said I would go build around Simmons before I build around Embiid, but I, it looks like Simmons is the guy that's going to be included in the trade package. And I would agree, Harden fits better with Embiid than Simmons does. Um, but I think they're asking for draft picks. They're asking for a lot of just commodities here, and I don't think Philly's going to be willing to sacrifice all of that unless they get super desperate. Where do you think the best landing spot is for him, and do you think that's ultimately where he's going to end up? I guess the best landing spot for him is where he wants to go with the Nets. As long as KD and Kyrie are down with it, I think that's the best landing spot for him. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't really matter what he wants. It matters who will be willing to take him and who Houston is, you know, willing to trade him for because it's not really up to him at, at this point. There's still two or three years left on his contract. So I think it all depends, you know. Right. Now, I, do you think it actually works in Brooklyn? Because I don't think it works in Brooklyn if Harden were to think, be there. I think one of them will have to sacrifice, you know. That's but a I big, think it can a, work if one of them sacrifices. If you don't believe any of them will sacrifice, then it won't work. Yeah, I'm about to say that's a big if, though. Yeah, that is a big if. Um, you know, imagine Harden coming off the bench, sixth man of the year. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, that's not happening anymore. Those days are behind him. Those days are behind yeah, him. Yeah, those, those OKC days are behind him. I'll but, tell you what, though. If you I'm know, in K- Brooklyn, KD I would trade. can sacrifice. He's done it before. I don't think he wants to do it again because I think he wants to be the guy. Yeah, he wants to be the guy. That's why he left Golden State, you know? He was actually the best player on that team, in my opinion. No debate, but that's a whole other question, right? That's a whole other story. He was the best player, but he wasn't the leader. He wasn't the face of the franchise, but he was the best player. Yeah, and so it yeah. wasn't. He never technically has won it by himself. Yeah, nobody wins it by themselves, though, Max. Well, I mean, as the guy is my point. Obviously, everyone needs help, he, but I mean, the in re- guy. In re- in in reality, he was the guy. In reality. Yeah, I would disagree with that. It, like, if, if you're just if you're just talking about basketball, he's the guy. Mm, I don't. Okay, I'm not saying he's. I think he's better than Steph Curry, but I do think that's clearly that was Steph Curry's team, though. Yeah, it was it was Steph Curry's team in terms of how the fans viewed it. I think in basketball reality, I mean, I think it's Kevin Durant's team. But see, my point though is this: there's so much that goes off off the court, though. And I think yeah, that's no, what no, separates Braun then that's what separates Braun and KD. Can you argue KD's a better player than Braun? Uh no, not a I don't yeah, I don't think so. But I mean when you go head to head, he could be a better scorer. He may beat him head to head time and time, but what separates Braun is the intangibles, it's the leadership, it's the locker room presence, it's you know what you're getting with him. And with KD, um with the Golden State, he didn't have that responsibility. And so I feel like as the guy, that's a part of your responsibility. So I'm not questioning if he was the best player on the yeah, court. Yeah, I think I think a healthy KD is clearly the second best player in the league. Yeah, I agree. Like I, I think him and LeBron are close. I would edge LeBron. And uh, then I think it's a pretty wide gap between KD and LeBron and the rest of the league, in my opinion. No, I agree. No, I agree. Yeah. And I think we'll see that again. Uh, but let's stay in yeah. Brooklyn. So Kyrie Irving, he refuses to talk to the media again. More of the, the drama here combo I don't like to get into, but um, I want to defend Kyrie. And my point on defending Kyrie is I do think he can be high maintenance at times. I think he can be hard to play with. I think he may not have always been the best locker room guy. Uh, but these are a bunch of maids. I don't technically really know. And so I'm not going to fully speak on that. But I do think Kyrie Irving isn't wrong here in the sense of this is why I originally did not think it was going to work in Brooklyn. And I still hold to it. Not as far as work as in win a championship. I think they'll be successful just off raw talent. But uh, 
Kyrie Irving says he does not want to speak to the media. Cool. But when he does speak to the media, the media is upset because they don't like his answers. So I feel like if you're the media and you and I are, are in the media, I, I would say this. You can't get mad at the guy when he speaks and you don't like what he says. But then when he says he doesn't want to speak, you can't get mad that he doesn't want to speak. It's like you, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. So no matter which way he chooses, people are going to be upset at him. What was the, what was the media mad at him about? As far are, as when he was speaking? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they went at him with the flat earth comment. They went at him when he uh, talked. They were to... mad, though. Like, oh, I mean, upset. people still people still use, oh, he's kind of aloof, flat earth. Or when he talked about the coach thing where he's like, oh, well, we, we can be our own coach. It's like every time he speaks, I feel like he gets criticized for what he says. And yeah, if, yeah. I mean, I don't know why somebody would get mad if somebody thinks if you agree with them or not, the earth is flat. Like, why would that upset you? Why does that cause emotion? Why do you care? That's a great question, you know? Combo. You, you, luckily, you and I don't get mad. But a lot of people. <laughs> like, what? Okay, lot. the guy. Congrats to him. A lot of people like, do. He, he thinks the, he thinks the earth is flat. So, like, I, that, like I'm not even thinking about that. Like. One minute later, you know, <laughs> I, I agree with you. A lot of these things I would not be upset about, but a lot of people yeah, are. Yeah. So what are you, what is your stance on the Kyrie Irving situation? Do you think this is on him? Do you think it's going to be a distraction or do you think oh, this is just something we're going to forget about as soon as he starts balling? I don't know. When I was playing overseas and somebody complained about their contract and stuff, I mean, this was more about money, and, but, and Luke and Kyrie's is like a totally different situation. It's more about media. If it's in your contract and you sign it, you should do it because you signed the contract, you know? I don't know. Uh, I'm not looking at Kyrie's contract right in front of me, but I'm pretty sure there's media obligations. You know, yeah, you have to you have to talk to the media after. You don't have to sign that contract. You don't have to play basketball. That's true. I mean, you're going to leave a lot of money on the table, but you don't have to do it. Um, but I do see his point as well because I think they just they try and make a story and they kind of twist what you say. So, but I think in the long run, the the real the truth always comes out. And if they twist what Kyrie says. I mean, everybody in the long run, maybe for a day, they might believe some BS like that was twisted about his truth. But in the long run, the truth will actually come out about what he says, you know. Agreed. Yeah, agree. And he is a part of the MBPA. And so he obviously understands uh, the the contract and the obligations, to your point. Um, yeah, let me ask you a question, though. Let's let's talk basketball real quick. I th I think there isn't a player that's more skilled than Kyrie Irving in the NBA. Can you name one? The first one that comes to mind is Steph, but no, I, I would agree with that too, though, because Kyrie Irving just skill pound for pound. Yeah, I don't know if they're offensively. I think he's the most skilled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree. I, it's because if you look like, you know, how a lot of players have like a patent move. They go to that move and it's like on a ridiculous level. Yeah, that's their signature. Yeah. Like he every move he has is like at a signature patent level, like step back. Has he pulled? Get in the post. It's like he's in and out. Every yeah, move crazy. is at every move is at the elite level. He could finish with either hand. No, no, I would agree. That's what I'm saying. Just off pure yeah. raw talent, uh, I would agree with you. And then also just with him and KD together, it's just ridiculous. So as much as we talk about chemistry or distraction, at the end of the day, talent is talent, and that's why I think they'll ultimately still win a lot of games. Yeah, if they could get that chemistry down, man, they're a legit title contender for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Combo, it is now time. Put on your GM cap for me, please. Um, if I had a drum roll, I would do a drum roll. We are about to draft the top – well, it's not top five because it's a draft. We'll be drafting our five best young players under the age of 25. So if you and I were playing pickup right now, but we were the coaches, um, and we're like, okay, we have a line full of players under the age of 25. You pick, I pick, you pick, I pick. 
until we have our squad. That's what we're about to do. Best or favorite? We're gonna go best. We're gonna go best because at the. I mean, you can go favorite. I'm trying to win combo. I'm trying to win this game. So yeah, my yeah. I don't know about you. When but, I play pickup, I'm not picking my favorite guys. I'm picking the best guys. I want to win. You might. You might. They might fit better together. If you I pick mean, your favorite guys. It's a great point, though. So yeah, yeah. like I said, if you want to pick the favorite guys, go right ahead. All right. Maybe I'll mix it up. All right. So let me. You know what? Let's make this official. I'm gonna get my pen in my hand right now. I got my pen too. So we're we're out here. I know you'd be prepared. That's why I'm like, oh, let me match them. So hold on, let me. Preparation. Preparation is key. Is key. Five P's of life. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. All right, we'll go one, two, three, four, five. Now you want the first pick, correct? Yeah, and then you get the second pick. Is that how we're doing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I will take. Drum roll, please. If you listen to Combo's Court, you know who I'm going to take. Luka Doncic, man. Luka Doncic. This guy could average 30 out of shape. That's all I got to say. No, that is true. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that, yeah, that, yeah, that guy is nasty. Okay, so you got, so you have Luca with your first. Like, yeah, I don't really have to describe or explain this one, right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think everybody gets it. Yeah, what's understood doesn't need to be said. Um, Giannis is 26 years old for those listening. So I, we cannot draft Giannis into the Kupo. This is under the age of 25. Um, right. All right, I'm going to go Trey Young. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I like that pick. Thank you. So I get the third pick, don't I? Yeah, yeah, you get the next pick. I will go with Zion Williamson. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I like that. Oh, got you there, huh, Max? Yeah, I'm about got to say, gosh darn it. Um, Now, Combo, I am rarely ever outdrafted. Um, so let me see here. I mean, dude, I've done I've done UFC drafts with uh, John Fitch, former UFC fighter, title contender. I've done drafts with Rob Parker, Rashad. Like this is, this is low key my second calling. Okay. So if I lose, okay. if I lose my I'm voice, you, I'm giving you a good fight here, huh? Yeah, yeah. So if I lose my voice one day, the GM route is the way I'm going. Okay. Um, okay, I like okay. it. I like it. I can see that. So you're going Luca. You're going Zion. I see what you did there. You got a presence in the paint. Um, let's assume that he's healthy for this game. Not trying to take any disses. I love Zion. Okay, I'm looking at all the players that are under the age of 25. I really am thinking this is off the dome. Um, you got Luca. You got Zion. Wow, there's so many to pick from. Um, there is. How old is Jamal Murray? He's there. You got. You can take him. He's he's under. You know what I'm gonna do though? I'm gonna get a, a small forward. Um, I'm gonna go Jason Tatum. Ooh, I like that pick. I like that pick. Yeah. Who do you think I'm going with? Can you guess who I'm going with next? Because I know who I'm going with. Well, I don't want to say it, and then you're like, oh, I forgot about him. So this this is all on you. I am going with Ben Simmons. I love Ben Simmons. The most underrated player under 25 in the NBA. I honestly forgot he was under 25. But my question for you is, can he work with Luka? Yes. They both need the ball combo. No, they could go high-low. I mean, Ben's a great scorer in the paint. Plus, he gives you that defense. He, him, him, and Luca with the passing together. You know, Luca could shoot it, and he's going to become an improved shooter. Um, to be honest, I wasn't really thinking about fit, but I just really like that. <laughs> so, so you got me there. But uh, I made it sound good, you know. <laughs> Best player available. You know how we do it, Max. <laughs> 
That's true. That's true. We'll, the egos will be put to the side. We'll make it work. <laughs> I was um, trying to. I was trying to. I was trying to make something work there. What you, know? you got me at first. I'm like, oh, that is true. Hello. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let me look at this guy's age real quick. And he is 25 on the dot. So I'm, take him because I know it's not my guy if he's 25 on the dot. No, this guy is called Jokic. Oh, <laughs> not fair. Got me. So there we go. Right now I'm look. I'm working with Trey Young at the point. Tatum is my small forward. Jokic is my big. You have Luka, Zion, and Ben. I'm going with John Morant. Ooh, another guy who needs the ball, though, combo. You're right. I'm not going with fit here. But it's too late. The pick is submitted. <laughs> it's in. <laughs> so... Okay, you're not going with fit, but you are going with pure raw talent and athleticism. Right. But I saw some more picks, so. You do. You have one more. Um, We can go one bench guy. You know, Zion Zion could definitely play without the ball. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And Um, Ben can, actually. He's not going to space it for you, but. No. Um, Okay, I'm I'm not trying to overachieve here. I just want to draft correctly because people will hold me to it. Um. I'm looking at this guy's age right now. One second. Yeah, I'm thinking about one person's age. If you need me to look him up, I certainly can. Oh, this is my pick right here. And he fits perfectly at the two position. Devin Booker at 24 years old. That's a good one, man. That's a good one. All right, so let me just look at this guy's age real quick and see if he's – Actually, you know what? I know who I'll take. Porzingis. Ooh, Okay. All Don't right. tell me he can't play off the ball, lob threat, catch and shoot, create for himself. Come no, on. Man. Yeah, he certainly can. He certainly can. And he's an and we you know what? Actually, you know, forget the fit. We got like four guys that can win MVP, so whatever. You know what I mean? You do. And um <laughs> do you want to go with one utility, one bench guy or no? Yeah, you. We can do that. Okay, all right. We so my that. four position, this is a no brainer. I literally am drafting for fit. And that is Bam Autobio. Yeah, that's a good one. So now I have. That's a good one. So right now, combo starting lineup in our draft of 25 years or younger is Luca, Zion, Ben, John Morant, and Porzingis. And my uh, lineup is Trey Young, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Bam Bam, and Jokic. That's pretty solid. These are solid teams. Now, who's your bench guy? So I'm looking for a super 3 and D under, t- under, t- under 25 guy right now because that's what I need. You know, now uh, we're gonna have to put this out on the on the gram and on Twitter. I hope you know this. Yeah, that's why I'm. That's why you know, I got a. Uh, who's the super three? In, who's the super three and D guy for the under twenty fives? Oh, I know who I'm going. I with. wish we, I wish we had a crowd here. I know who I'm going with. Who are you going with? Well, I can't tell you because then you'll steal my pick. Uh, super three and D. Where are we at, man? Do do. This do, is your pick, do, right? Do do do. Um. I say if this is my pick, I'm ready. Wait, oh, so you got another pick? Well, yeah, well, yeah. I have five. You have five, and then you were going to pick a bench guy. I was going to pick a bench guy, but if you want me to pick first, I'll certainly pick my bench guy first. <laughs> of course you would. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, then, without further ado, I am going to pick Jalen Brown. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. You know, you can't just have straight bucket. Well, even though he is a bucket, I need a guy who really takes pride on the defensive end, run and transitioned, who everyone is scared to jump with, and that's Jalen Brown. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you there. Did you take Jason Tatum already? Yes, I did. I have the Boston Celtics. Like, you can't draft one without the other. That is true. That is true. All right. So... 
Uh, I got to make one more pick, right? Yeah, no pressure. I will take Cade Cunningham with the last pick. Uh, are we, am I saying, are we allowed to do this here? <laughs> You're breaking the rules. <laughs> Cade Cunningham. No, not really the 3D guy I was looking for, but I'm just going with best available. <laughs> so we're taking him out of the collegiate level, huh? Yeah. He's not, if you watch the play, he's not really a college player, so. No, he's a baller. Yeah, that guy's a baller, yeah. So we, we can't stick with the NBA combo? You want to stick with the NBA? You sure? I mean, because, yeah, I mean, yeah. If that, if, I mean, if we were doing college, I'm not trying to be a, a nitpicker here, but, you know, if I have to nitpick you a little bit, I will. Okay. Uh, trying to cheat with Cade Cunningham. This man's a superstar in the making. He definitely is. All right, I'm going with Amani Bates. Combo. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right, I'll go. I'll go. You know what? I'll go with Cat. He'll stretch it for me. Okay. See now, there we go. Now we're talking. Cat's twenty-five. Yeah. All right. I'm pretty sure. I think so. I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word for yeah. it. All right. So you. Not, right. Yeah, not enough three and D, but you know, I I couldn't find anybody elite enough to not go with best available. You know. So you have Luca, Zion, Ben, Ja, Porzingis, Cat. I have Trey, D Book, Jason Tatum, Bam Bam, Jokic, and Jalen Brown. Combo. That was tons of fun. That was great, man. And I think my team's actually better than yours, not to toot my own horn. Really? But uh, yeah, I do. Now, now actually listening to it, I got like, I got a lot more guys with MVP potential than you. You do, but I'm seeing a bunch of, a bunch of clashing, you know, locker room. Right. I'm seeing oh, clashing you know what, on post the court. That. Post that. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. I think mine yeah. is more of a fit. I think yours is more of a, uh, an athletic team. If that you know what sense. we do, we just take the best players and make it work. You know what I mean? I have a three point shooting team on my team right now. I'm looking at it. Trey Young. He's out shooting your team here alone. But John, D John just a, be, John's just a better player. Bam can shoot the three. Jokic can shoot the three. Bam can't shoot it at an elite level. That you really say Jaw's the better player? I think Jaw's a better player than Trey, yeah. Okay, well, hold on. That's a whole other podcast as itself. I think Trey's averaging 30 and 10 this year. I think his numbers might be better. I don't think he's actually a better player. So what does Jaw do? And I like Jaw. Don't get me wrong, but what does Jaw do better? He doesn't handle better. He doesn't, he doesn't shoot better. He doesn't pass better. So what does he do better? Well, he's for sure a better defender. Agreed. So that's your baseline. I think he runs a team better. I think he's more athletic. I he think is he's more tougher. Athletic. So you're going I off the intangibles. I think he has that effect that, you know, he's the guy that will make everybody around him better. Not say, I mean, Trey, I mean, I'm not always only talking about assist rate when I'm talking about make everybody around them better. You know, it's that effect that Ja has on the team that I think he really uplifts. The franchise, and we saw it last year, you know, he got them to the playing games, you know, so uh, with some injuries there. So, yeah, I think I think Jaws is a better basketball player. Wow. All right. And I, and I don't even know if he has more MVP potential than Trey because, you know, as we know, Trey could put up some crazy numbers. Yeah, I think Trey is an MVP candidate this year. I think Luka's going to get it. That was my pick. But I do think Trey Young is going to be in that discussion because I think the yeah, Hawks could... are going to make the playoffs, and I think he's going to go crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Trey has more MVPs than Ja, but I just think Jaws is a better player. Okay. Hey, combo, a rare disagreement. So we have to embrace it when we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Post that, post that team, man. I like that team now. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, for sure. Once this podcast is out and edited, it will be posted. I promise you to promote the episode. Combo, um, where can people find you? So when they want to say, combo, what were you thinking when you drafted that team or combo? That was a great draft. Where can they find you to send these messages? Combo, don't you care about fit at all? That's what they're going to be asking me. Uh, you can find me on uh, <laughs> you can find me on uh, Instagram at one two combo. That's O N E T W O 
C-O-M-B-O, lots of fun on there. You catch me on Twitter, which I usually post my latest episodes on, uh, Combos Court, C-O-M-B-O-S, C-O-U-R-T, and uh, Combos Court Podcast pretty much wherever you listen to to podcasts, iHeartRadio, Apple, all all those great places you listen to podcasts. We're probably there. And, uh, man, Max, thanks for having me on your show. It's always great talking basketball with you. Absolutely. Whenever um, I'm able to get in New York, I tell you this every episode. I'm, I'm going to make sure I make a point to stop by. I'm a, li- uh, I'm a little disappointed though, Max. For what? We didn't talk boxing. If Floyd doesn't, if Floyd doesn't train at all, he still wins that fight, right? Oh yeah, I hypothetical. Mean, yeah, hypothetical. Yeah, 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 yes, absolutely. That's not even. This is just an easy, easy, easy free money handed to Floyd. Yeah, he's not. He's not worried in the, in the least. This is okay. You're talking about the greatest. Defensive fighter of all time, and most would say the greatest boxer of all time. Do you want to see the Nate Robinson rematch? Absolutely not. Nate Robinson does not need to be in the boxing ever again. Unless he literally just takes time and trains for years. And then says, okay, you How know about what, one year? It. How about one year of great training? Uh, we're, we're talking about phenomenal dedication training. Then, yeah. But this guy, when you go against someone who knows what they're doing and actually has the fundamentals, this isn't like – basketball where you lose a game of one-on-one and you go home like dang i only scored a couple points this is you can get hurt and so Yo, like, i just thought of something that would break the internet what and to a true boxing person like you this would sound ludicrous but this fight would break the internet but because of weight class it'll never happen okay mike tyson versus floyd mayweather <laughs> <laughs> So wait, how many pay per view sales would that get? Oh, it'd go berserk. It would, get, but yeah. yeah, of course, it wouldn't be able to pass through because of the weight classes and the like. Uh, well, they could do unsanctioned. They could go unsanctioned, and Floyd, I don't, would, Floyd would never do it. No, no, ever. Floyd would never do anything that he's he's such a smart guy, bro. He's he would never do anything that he's not in position to. He could take the these guy. fights till he's sixty. Yeah, yeah, honestly, and then he just knows. Okay, I'm gonna make X amount a million. To do what? Oh, okay. Sign me up. And that's just what he does. He's genius with that because people want to see him fight these crazy people. I mean, I don't even know if you know this. He fought a kickboxing guy and I did. I did. Yeah, I saw one FC. Uh, do it in Asia. Yeah, and the rules were the guy couldn't kick. So you're boxing a kickboxer, and he doesn't know how to box. And it's and people are like, oh, well, he's a fighter. No, there's completely it, there's levels to it. He's not a boxer, and so. Floyd knows what to do and how to do it to make the most money, and hats off to him, bro. It's a it's a huge paycheck for him. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, is he the greatest fighter ever? Uh, greatest boxer ever? It's kind of yeah. hard not to argue that. I I always say Ali, but when you just look at fifty and zero, I mean, he's only been in trouble like you can count on one hand, and then the fact that he hasn't received that much punishment, I, you kind of have to say that. Yeah, yeah, I think he's the best boxer ever. How about Roy Jones versus Floyd? That would be interesting. Um, obviously, a huge size. Roy's too big. Yeah, Roy's yeah. too big. Yeah, another yeah. size difference there, too. Um, but, but not as much as Mike. Not as bad as Mike. Yeah, not with as the size differential. Yeah, not as bad as Mike. But that, th- these are all guys that you'd love to see in their prime. Like I, I, when people saw the well, Roy. Well, Floyd is closer to his prime than Roy, right? Oh, absolutely. Because he's just. Who do you think would win? In their prime or now? No, now. Um, again, there's a huge. Uh, Floyd's probably walking around 155, 165. And Roy would have to cut a lot of weight. But if anyone can cut and gain weight, it's Roy. Like the, his whole career, he went up and down weight divisions. But um, if they for somehow could be relative in size and make it work, uh, I would say Floyd. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting. Like these questions would sound crazy about 10 years ago. But now in 2020, any matchup can happen. You know, anything's possible. And you're probably going to see a Conor versus Pacquiao. So 
Oh wow! But I mean, in boxing or in MMA? Oh, boxing. Yeah, no boxer is going to go into the into the octagon. That's like somewhat in their prime. They're not you going. Know, to you know, you know, Connor did pretty well against Floyd, right? He did. He did. He um, yeah. yeah that, that's Connor is. He has the best hands in MMA. Besides, well, he probably has the best hands in the MMA. But the best striker in the UFC is him or Israel Adesanya. So if anyone could do that, it's him. But you're not going to. The only boxer that has gone into the octagon truly was James Tony when he fought Randy Couture and he got demolished. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was pretty bad when CM Punk tried to go from wrestling to very bad, but, but Brock did really well. Um, you know, yeah, no, Brock, Brock did really, yeah. he's a freak of nature and he, and people don't know this cause they think of him as WWE. And of course he with the Vikings for a little bit, but he was a, a tremendous collegiate wrestler. Like he was awesome. And so you have a freak of nature like him with a wrestling background. At least you wrestling is the most important base to have in MMA. And so when you it's, have, that so is it like defense and basketball? Uh, yeah. Well, that's a great analogy. I, you know what? Actually, yeah. you know what? It's probably like your athleticism and basketball. Yeah. Base. Yeah. I'm about to say, because with wrestling, it, if you're not a good wrestler, you can't strike the way you want to. Cause you're worried about being taken down. And if you're want to take the other guy down, it, you can honestly decide where the fight is going to go. And that's why Khabib is 29 and 0. Combo, thank you very much for your time coming on the podcast. Whenever you want me on Combo's Court, um, I will be on the road, but I will always have my phone with me. So you just let me know. I will, Max. Thanks for having me on. Talk soon. Talk soon. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Combo's Court Podcast, Episode 225. And thanks to Max for having me back on his show, The MVP. P, if you listen to this episode in its entirety, let me know who you think won the 25 and under NBA draft, Team Max or Team Combo. That's right, the draft that we had right on this episode. Let me know who you think won in the comment section. Also, if you have Instagram, take a screenshot of this episode, post it on your IG stories, tag me at 1-2-Combo, that's O-N-E. T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. I'll repost it and be on the lookout for episode 226 combo out.